Welcome one, welcome all. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show, which is flying by today, man. Amazingly flying by today. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. There's nothing more American than doing a little barbecue in, uh, throughout the 4th of July and the summer months. And our good friends, who, by the way, are uh, former military, opened up a company called Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Dot com. Joining us now on the hotline, our good buddy Zach Heilprin from WOZN, The Zone out there in Madison, our flagship station. Joining us uh, to talk a little bit more about the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and all that kind of good stuff, which uh, is all the movement, a rage right now. Zach, how you doing? Doing great, Bill. So, get, first of all, give me your thoughts on getting in USC and UCLA into the Big Ten. I know there's a lot of people that don't like it. Uh, I feel like it's kind of... Uh, was expected not those two schools but just in general was going to be an addition after what happened with uh, texas and oklahoma last year so uh the additions they're great additions they're brands they're big uh, market teams it's a, it's a great addition and this isn't like adding Rutgers and and maryland this is adding two big name brands that i think people will end up wanting to go and see on a saturday in september or no or october or or november so it makes a ton of sense from that respect and then also they bring in uh, they're bring in a whole bunch more money. So, I uh, if, if this was going to happen, and we all knew it was going to happen at some point, those two schools great additions. The uh, the thought that Notre Dame would jump. Now, I, I read the article last week that said Notre Dame's leaving on the table fifty five million dollars or more, depending on uh, which conference you look at. At what point do you think Notre Dame jumps? Yeah. So I was reading been reading a lot of stuff just like everybody else trying to figure out exactly what Notre Dame's thinking is and whether they need to make a jump right away and I get the feeling that uh obviously they're on the clock right they're gonna have to make a decision I don't think it had its long long term is anything guaranteed because getting into one of these two conferences whether it's the SEC or the eight or the Big Ten is likely going to be the way you're getting into the playoff I don't think an independent big uh or an independent Notre Dame is getting into an expanded playoff down the road they just won't have the same uh, ability to negotiate as they do right now with five different conferences. So I think uh, eventually they do make the jump and it's whether they want to make that jump into the big 10 or maybe the sec like tries to grab them. I, I would be shocked if they ever ended up in the sec, but I could see them making a play for it. But I think eventually it does happen. And whether it's this summer or next summer, um, they're going to be in a conference uh, because that money, despite their ability uh to bring in a ton of uh, eyeballs on their own, the money's just going to be way too too much to pass up, and the chance to be in the college football playoff, um, you know, is also going to be too much to pass up. What is uh, what does this mean in your opinion for Wisconsin? I, I honestly don't think it means a ton other than more money, um, because you're looking at, I mean, this deal was going to be a billion dollars, right? Like a, a billion per year, so. With 16 teams, that would be like 60-something million dollars per year. But I don't think it's going to be one billion anymore because with those two teams in there, I think it's going to increase even more. So there are some projections. Eventually, each team could be getting close to 100 million dollars a year. That's insane money. And uh, I know there's a lot of people that traditionalists that want to keep college football the way in, but that just isn't going to be the case. Uh, these last 15 years, last 20 years, have really shown that. So. I think uh, you go all in and you get and you get the money. And for Wisconsin, um, you're getting. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think like it, it impacts you 
significantly if it's UCLA and, and USC, it opens up more things for you. We, me and Ben kind of talked about this last week on our show, and the idea of getting more exposure out west. I think they're going to be able to recruit better out west. I don't know how big of an impact it's going to be, but it's certainly not going to be a negative for them. And bringing UCLA and USC into the mix, I don't necessarily think it makes makes it any difficult, more difficult in my mind to potentially win a Big Ten championship. You're competing with Michigan and Ohio State and all those other teams, anyways. What's a USC added into that? Even when even one with Lincoln Riley and the talent that they're able to bring in. So I think it's I think it's really good for Wisconsin. That's it. And I say that saying you're willing to accept all the bad stuff that comes with. In your the quote unquote bad stuff that comes with this expansion and realignment, all that good stuff that that people really are upset about in college football. But if you accept it, there's there's nothing but positive things I think that can come out of this for Wisconsin. The argument that I got over the weekend was, how can you pay coaches? How can you pay assistant coaches more at a state school than you're paying your local legislators? And I understand that sentiment, well, but with all of this, but but yeah, with all of this money, yeah, right. <laughs> With all of this, they're responsible for less when it comes to the actual lives of, of the people that live there, but they're also doing probably sometimes more work than some of those that are actually in office right now. Let's be honest, but I agree with that. But uh, I, I, the bottom line is you can. I know it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't justify it to a certain extent, but it's because you can. And some of these board of regents, then you have to look at what the assisting because this is going to be more money for everybody. So the 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 till is going to continue to fill up, and you're going to continue to pay these guys more and more and more and more, right? Well, I think it's also going to be ending up eventually here paying the players as well. I think that's also where some of this money is going to end up going. I don't think nil and um, I don't think that's this is where it's going to stop. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that some of that money is eventually going to end up in the players' pockets, and I think at this point probably should it's gone this way with the nil i don't think you're going to continue to raise coaches salary like coach salary is always going to go up because you're going to have people competing for them and here's the thing about that like you, you talk about the uh legislators and all that good stuff i mean the, the money that is brought in by these programs and the entertainment it, it brings and, the, and people wanting to see it is just so much more um visible than perhaps the legislators and, and that type of stuff. Um, I look, the money is money is going to continue to grow in the sport. It is. That's just, that's what the sport has become. It's, it, it is money just like it is in the pros. And that's kind of where I wonder where this, how this ends realignment wise, Bill, because if they, they, I don't think they're stop, they're not stopping at 16, maybe they'll stop at 20. Maybe it's going to end up being 24 teams in the Big Ten, 24 teams in the SEC. Maybe it becomes like the old AFL-NFL where you have in the champions play at the end. You have a playoffs on both sides and the champions play at the end. I don't know where this is all going, but money is certainly driving it, and it's going to go up. And I know people are probably not happy with, with, with all that, but it's also we the society we live in, and I know that I shouldn't I – should, I guess I shouldn't speak for you, Bill, but I, but I feel like, you know, free market – capitalism you're you're on board with that and if yes yeah. and if it's needed and if people want it and you're willing to pay for it then what's the problem you can stand staunchly by with your arms folded and say no i'm not going to join in that's fine but it doesn't mean it's going to stop and that's the thing you can either jump on board or you can say i'm going to hate it and move on to something else with you know which is everybody's right to do so but 
uh, the the days of old, the days of being voted in as a champion, the days of being, you know, winning your conference and just hoping for a good bowl game, that's all gone. Money has blown it up. The lawsuits have blown it up. The NIL has blown because the NIL originally, Zach, was, hey, these guys aren't even getting a couple hundred bucks a week just to go buy a pizza. Well, now they're getting enough money that some of these guys are set for the rest of their life if they manage it well. Yeah, for sure. That's There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, NIL um, really, I mean, derives from, I, I shouldn't say it derives directly from it, but the, the lawsuit that, that was brought up was about guys and their images being used in video games, and they're not getting named money for it. And uh, that video game, or the, the video game market for college athletes went away in 2014, and it'll be back next year. Uh, and, and those athletes are now going to be compensated for, for their name, image, and likeness. And that's kind of where this all stemmed from. And it's gone, obviously, nuclear at this point, and it's, it, it's not going to stop. If there's people willing to pay and willing to spend the money, people are going to take it. Talking with Zach Halprin of WOZN, our, the sports director out there in Madison, covering the Wisconsin Badgers. So we're waiting on Notre Dame, and I asked Ben this a little while ago. How long do you wait, Zach? Because if, say, the SEC, or not the SEC, but the, the, the Pac-12, which is what the statement was, is that they're going to go ahead and start negotiating their next media rights. Well, basically what they're trying to do is stop the bleeding. They want to get a contract in place as quick as possible to stop the exodus out of the Pac-12. So how long do you give Notre Dame to make any kind of a decision before you move on to Oregon or Washington or any of the, those other teams? Yeah, I would be uh, I would be surprised if the Big Ten's waiting on Notre Dame. If they're just saying that's that's our next move, and, and if we don't have them, we're not anybody else. I, I feel at this point that they have to be looking at those other schools. Pac-12 really uh, negotiating from a point of, of power right now, huh? <laughs> like, no, what are those not at gonna, all. Not at you all. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay, uh, I don't think that there's going to be anything that is going to be worthwhile that the Pac-12 is going to get that's going to lock in teams like Oregon or Washington or anything like that. I don't think you need to move extremely, extremely quick. I know the Big 12 is obviously on the move and, and trying to, to play some offense for the first time in a while uh, after uh, being raided uh, a couple different times. So I, I think um, I think you, Notre Dame is, is, the white, is the big whale, right? It's the, the whale that the Big 10 has been chasing since it originally turned down Notre Dame's application Back in uh, when the conference was uh, put together in the late 1800s, uh, they've been chasing it since, and I think this is going to be their this is their best chance at getting it. But I also don't think that they're going to force uh, Notre Dame into making a, a decision right away. I don't. I mean, if the Big Ten wanted to add Oregon and Washington, they would have done it with UC, uh, USC and UCLA. Um, so I don't think there's any kind of a. I don't think there's a rush here uh, on the Big Yeah, Ten I don't either. Uh, so I don't. the other the other question is. How likely, with these two t- these two sides, Notre Dame and the Big Ten, being somewhat adversarial over the last couple of decades over these negotiations and then ultimately being spurned by Notre Dame when they ended up doing their own rights deal with NBC and the whole thing, how much do you think they can actually say, you know what, nobody was here during that, uh, you know, that's here today that was back then as far as in a position of power, everybody's moved on, we can all break bread, we can be happy, or do you think Notre Dame says, you know what, screw you, we're going to the SEC? I think there's so many new faces in the Big Ten leadership um, that it's really probably a non-factor. I also think the way that Kevin Warren just essentially said screw you <laughs> to the commissioner of the Pac-12 and the, and uh, the ACC essentially, you know, the alliance and the, the handshake deal, 
he's a he's ruthless, man. Like I I don't think uh, he's going to let anything stand in the way of business. So I don't think any relationships with uh, Notre Dame or otherwise are going to be uh, impacted on what happened the last time realignment happened or any, you know over the last 120 years where you know for the most part for a large stretch of that time uh, the Big Ten has wanted Notre Dame to be a part of it and it's wanted nothing to do with it. But at this point. I don't know how much leverage Notre Dame has because of how much money they're going to be giving up if they don't get into a certain conference. Even like, they joined the ACC like full time. They went ahead and they want to stabilize the ACC or whatever. They'd still be leaving like uh, thirty to forty, maybe even more million mm-hmm. dollars per uh, millions of dollars per year. So I, I think Jack Swarbrick, the the AD there, is is probably thinking uh, the Big Ten, but we'll see. They can't be arrogant enough to say we're going to leave our basketball program here and we're going to leave our hockey program here, we're going to bring our football program here, and then split it all up. You can't you, – you would assume if you're coming to the Big Ten, it's all, right? No. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, uh, if they can leave the ACC Big Ten – like, football-wise, they can, they're not a true member of it, right? right? So they, uh, they can leave and go play whatever. They'll have to play an exit fee, allegedly, uh, apparently. I shouldn't say allegedly. Apparently, to, to get the rest of the sports out of there, but it's not that – it's not, it's not like they're locked in like the rest of the ACC teams are into right. that that long-term deal. So, yeah, I think uh, if they wanted to, to pull out, they uh, all the sports would be coming to the Big Ten. This wouldn't be like some of the uh, USC and UCLA, some of those sports staying in the Pac-12, uh, the ones like beach volleyball and all those other sports that none of the Midwest schools have. In the next two weeks, do we read about the Big Ten expanding again, or do you think it remains quiet for a while? Ooh. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say it remains quiet for a while uh, at this point. And, again, how quickly did that USC and UCLA thing come together? for the? I know they've been working on it for months, but we heard rumors of it at 1230 or something like that. Not rumors. A report at 1230, and by 530 it was done. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to say quiet, but I don't think it's going to remain quiet for an extremely long time. Good stuff, buddy. We appreciate it, and we'll talk again soon as soon as there's some uh, crazy breaking news in one way, shape, or form regarding the Big Ten. All right. Sounds good, Bill. Thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Zach Heilprin, Sports Director, WOZN out in Madison, joining us for a couple of minutes on the uh, on the hotline. And, uh, yeah, I, I – Ben, you th- what do you think? Uh, by the time I get back from vacation, will there be breaking news in the Big Ten or not? I think there will be, whether it's Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington – because everyone's hand has been forced right now. They're all scrambling to set themselves up for the future. I think as a result of that, we'll see everything accelerated. So, yeah, by next Friday, I think we get something else. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back, get more of your thoughts. Also, Brewers back at it. Coming up tonight, Jason Alexander on the Hill for the crew. We got uh, that discussion coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by a good buddy over there. Dwayne's covered all. I just said earlier in the program, it was the first time um, since Dwayne had done all the work when I got my boat back that I had a chance to see it. Um, he put down the new floor in my boat, custom cut it, put snaps in, and it's it's not a carpet, but it is this vinyl, this porous vinyl with like a rubber, soft, spongy material underneath that snaps down. It reflects heat so it doesn't get hot on your feet. It wipes right off, and you can pull it out if you want to wash it or wash your boat. But the job he did is amazing. 
I mean, just flat out amazing. The Bimini top is unbelievable. I, as a matter of fact, I had two people ask me, like, who who did that? Because it looks brand new. I said, it is. And, he, and this, the sleeve he made for it, just the job he's done is amazing. And if you are looking for whether it's a boat cover, uh, upholstery fix, uh, maybe you've got some chairs for your office, uh, for your home, whatever it happens to be, he can do it. Uh, I mean, it's just it's absolutely fantastic. Check out Dwayne's D U A N E S Dwayne's Cover It All dot com. That's Dwayne's Cover It All dot com, uh, or go to a seven one five eight seven zero twenty one nineteen seven one five eight seven zero twenty one nineteen eight seven five. Or seven one five eight seven zero twenty one nineteen. That's Dwayne's cover it all. I, you know what, Jason, um, over on the Bud Light live stream, I'll get to your statement because I think that's rather interesting. I'll get to that coming up next. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. We certainly appreciate you being here. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Calderon Club, downtown Milwaukee, Old World, 3rd Street, right across the street from the uh, the Hyatt. And if you're going to be in the mood for pizza, the authentic Napoletana Pizzeria. Check out San Giorgio. They pair up the Bill Michaels at both places, which is great Italian food. But they pair it up with, uh, with uh, Cider Boys from Point Brewing. But uh, good, good stuff from Gino and the gang at both places, whether it's Calderon Club, San Giorgio, either place right next to each other, Old World 3rd Street, right across the street from the Hyatt, downtown Milwaukee. If you're out and about and you want good Italian food, that is absolutely the best. Stop in, tell them we said hi. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Certainly appreciate it if you do. Um... The uh, Kurt Hogg put out two games shy of the halfway point of the regular season. The Brewers are uh, on pace. Or excuse me. Uh, the Brewers team, WRC, uh, plus is their uh, wins above replacement, so to speak, uh, is 103. That would be the best offense Milwaukee has ever had in the David Stearns era. Does it feel like this is the best offense ever in the David Stearns era, Ben? I mean, first thought, you go back to the Yelich, Kane, Moustakis when, you know, those guys were right. playing really well. But I think the argument Kurt makes, and it's a good one, is that uh, they are a lot deeper. You rarely see a really bad bat have to go into the lineup. The uh, uh, What you remember is... Um, what you remember is when you start to look at the best offenses, you remember the 82 offense and Bambi's Bombers, and then you remember the offense with Prince Fielder, Ryan Braun, Corey Hart, J.J. Hardy, uh, you know, Billy Hall. You go through that whole list, and you start to look at all of that. Uh, the WRC Plus takes the statistics, the runs created, 
and adjust that number to account for the important external factors like ballpark or era. They adjust it uh, so it's, uh, you know, the league average, say, uh, would be a 150 or the 50% above the league average, what have you. But that's kind of what that means if you start to get into the expanded baseball stats. It's the hitting stat that every fan should kind of use for analyzing hitting ability, so to speak. Um, But that's what that stat is, just an FYI for those that are kind of wanting to know. But um, it's – again, he's right in the sense that they have depth. 12 hitters on pace for 200 plate appearances. And when you look at their rate, I mean, like Tyrone Taylor, the lowest of all the regular players, so to speak, at 92. And you don't have anybody like skyrocketing through the ceiling. But as far as across the board, it is a very steady team. That's the reason you could probably say that. It's a very steady team. It's, it's, it's the depth that gives you the ability to hit the baseball on a continual basis. But is this the best offensive team, in your opinion, from the eyeball test? The In the David Stearns era. I find that incredibly interesting. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Andrew says, listening to your show live from Madeline. Is it Madeline or Madeline Island? Uh, the Brewers went on vacation, had a cigar, and had a great meal on the 4th. Uh, it doesn't get any better than this. Go Brewers. Well, there you have it. Andrew, good for you, man. Thanks for listening to the program on vacation. But is this the best offense that the Brewers have ever put together under the David Stearns era? They don't have the ceiling that other teams have had. Like in 2019, the offense offense had six regulars with that rating over 113. Yelich, Grindahl, Braun, Moustakis, Kessenhira, Thames. That would have been their best offense, best playoff one since 2011. This team has just two guys like that. That's uh, Rowdy Telez and Hunter Renfro. But overall, they're just as good depth-wise as a team. But I, that's hard to believe because we have talked about this. And you know why you can have guys that high? The reason why is because you're an all-or-nothing team. And when you win more games than lose, you're going to have all more often than not. So your all-or-nothing comes down to hitting home runs, power numbers, on-base percentage. I mean, you got a guy like Victor Caratini that comes up huge yesterday. Four strikeouts, golden sombrero, terrible. And then turns it around and goes yard. And you ultimately win the game. That's because that's just the way it is. Going back to the epitome of all or nothing. 877-867-1670. Does this feel like it's the best offensive team under David Stern's day? Or, uh, Ben? It David really Stern's doesn't. Been able to put together? No. no. And also, it hasn't been healthy. So I guess part of the perception could be shifted because there have been a lot of guys that have had to probably have too many at-bats for what their skill level is. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the numbers that Kurt brings up, it does make sense when you think about it that Tyrone Taylor coming in as the replacement center fielder is not as rough as what Jackie Bradley Jr. did, for instance. 
Mm-hmm. So what he's saying makes sense, but the feel, just based on how it feels watching the team and following it, definitely not. Yeah, I know. I agree. Doesn't feel like it's their best offensive team, but that you got to give them credit because they still come up in big moments with big hits. Uh, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. New Mail treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And all it is is one phone call, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451, whether it's ED, erectile dysfunction, or say you're putting on pounds and we're in the throes of summer now. It's going to be hazy, hot, and humid today. The three H's you don't want to hear when you're just feeling overweight. Got that sweat going on. You're like, oh, I just got to get into shape. Jump started, man. Be ready to go come, come fall or come August. All you got to do is make a phone call. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. See for yourself. Or maybe you're moody. Maybe you're sluggish. You're up and down. You just don't have like you used to. Could be low T. If you're over the age of 30, it takes you maybe 10, 15 minutes tops to get your numbers checked. Stop on in. Tell them we said hi. And just go in and say, hey, this is what I got going on. A lot of the things that Bill Michaels described, I got. I want to get checked out. And they'll do it. They'll check it out, and they'll put you on a great path. Again, 414-455-4451. Locations all over, but one phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, reminder, coming up on Sunday, September 4th, we ride for those who uh, do so much for us. That's military members, veterans, their families. Please join us. This motorcycle ride is our 15th annual poker run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. We can't do this without you. We can't grow it without you. We can't make it the biggest and the best without you. So please join us. Uh, you can sign up today. Simply go to um, uh, facebook.com slash run. There's all the information there right in the right-hand column. Or you can go uh, as well to fisherhousewi.org, fisherhousewi.org in the events page, and you can sign up there as well. There are prizes uh, for those who pre-register only. We're going to give them away the day of the ride. Uh, so you could be one of, what, two, 300 people. That's it. And uh, some of the prizes are really nice. Uh, Bucks ticket packages, uh, Brewers ticket package, Badger uh, football ticket package, uh, three race event next year for the 2023 race season at Road America. So much that you could win. And it's only if you pre-register. Obviously, the ride is Sunday, September 4th. We can't do it without our great sponsors, our friends from uh, Growth Law Firm, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw.com. That's growthlaw.com. Uh, fighting for bikers' rights. Uh, if you end up injured because of an accident, they will help you out. They are rated one of the 20 best in the country. That's Growth Law. Also, Great Lakes Dragway. Big weekend they had this past weekend down there for the 4th of July fireworks and such at Great Lakes Dragway. And if you want to rent the track for yourself for a couple of hours, you and your buddies for a whole day, whatever it happens to be, you can do that or just stop in and see some great racing action if you're a car person. Then there's our friends at Buzzard Billy's out in La Crosse that came on board. Thanks to them, where I love to go and stop and eat and enjoy great company and, and great margaritas, for that matter. 
But uh, say hi to Heather, who runs the place over there, and everybody else over there at Buzzard Billy's in La Crosse. Just good, good people. We can't say thanks enough to them for being, ever coming on board and supporting our veterans the way they do also. So thanks to everybody. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phone calls. Let's go to Larry listening to us in Eau Claire. Larry, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, hey I am doing great. Uh, this conversation you guys have is pretty interesting. I played minor league ball back in the late 80s. I'm going to tell you what, we could not even see a professional field unless we were hitting 260 and averaging 20 20 home runs a game. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're pulling guys up that are hitting 220 and 10 home runs a year. It is amazing. And I hear that, you know, I understand the concept of pitching. It has become more superior than batting has, and I believe that. But it's it's amazing that the Brewers – People are saying that they're a good hitting team. Come on. You know, last night, that game, I, I loved everything about it. It was a, an exciting game to watch. Uh, but when we got a man on second base, and McCutcheon is up, who's a fantastic bunter, and he, they don't have him bunt him over to third, what happened to that small ball game? There a right. couple weeks ago, they played it, and they won every game they played. And I, I love Council. He's a great guy, wonderful attitude, but sometimes he just gets stuck on this. We're a home run hitting team, and that's what we go by. And he needs to some, you know, when you're the last up to bat, come on. It's so interesting that you bring that up. I was listening to that conversation over the weekend uh, about bunting in general and how many teams actually in extra innings are getting guys at second and not doing that. They all go with the grip it and rip it. Let's see if we can't drive them in with a base hit type of mentality. You know, I understand if you're the first, if if you're first up, but if you go up, you know, at the bottom of the bottom and you have a chance to win the game because the other team did not produce man produce that run get him over to third what is it 16 different ways to score from third base mm-hmm. i'm pretty yeah i'm pretty sure that's and uh <laughs> why we don't do that is amazing but back right. to the, the uh, all the statistics that are being thrown out there i'm telling you what where are we are we like 24th or 25th in in both leagues for hitting average, for batting average. Uh, you know, I haven't looked it up in a while, but I think that's where we are. That's terrible. Uh, we have guys that are hitting with a 205 average. Uh, that would be, yeah. when I think, oh, that was laughing. That was, that, the pitchers were hitting 205. Mm-hmm. You know no, I, I completely understand it. <laughs> I, I, I get that there's an angst there. It, that just uh, so yes, as far as uh, the Brewers, a hitting team, that's going to be their downfall. I love the team. I love watching them. You know, I wish I could have played, but uh, yep. uh, I'm telling you straight out, uh, their downfall, their pitching will be there. Obviously, we can see that one way or another. Mm-hmm. Their pitching, they're going to fall up if if they have to play the Yankees. Oh, my goodness sakes. Well, if if good pitching shuts down good hitting, then the Brewers would certainly have an advantage. Appreciate the phone call. There's 25 ways to score from third, by the way. I had to check that. Because when you said 18, I thought, I thought there were more. There's 25 
ways. But when you talk about batting, when you go by batting average, yeah, the Brewers are 22nd in all of Major League Baseball, hitting 237 as a team. 22nd. Now, uh, when it comes to OPS, uh, they're much better. They're ninth. OPS is obviously uh, a little bit better statistic now when, than it is just batting average because it takes on base percentage, slugging percentage, and such all into consideration. Uh, but uh, the Brewers sitting at uh, 731 OPS, which is ninth best in all of baseball, considering the Yankees are fourth best with 753 uh, OPS. Uh, the Dodgers, number one. You got the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Braves, the Yankees, the Astros. The Red Sox and Twins are in there, followed by the Phillies, and then the Brewers. So you got two teams that are really not great sitting there, but everybody else is pretty good. So considering that OPS is your new standard to go by, Brewers in the top 10, Colorado being uh, at number 10, uh, tied with uh, St. Louis, both teams at 729 OPS. So while they're... Their overall productivity when it comes to batting average is not great. Their on-base percentage is not bad. They're third, tied for third in all of Major League Baseball with home runs, which goes back to the all or nothing. All or nothing. So they're 22nd when it comes to, um, when it comes to batting average, but they're 16th when it comes to on-base percentage. 16th right now. And if you go by slugging percentage, the Brewers are seventh. So I get it that you're not happy with the batting average of these Brewers, but overall OPS uh, puts them right there with everybody else, and they're hitting home runs. Uh, they're driving in runs, and they were one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball uh, when it came to strikeouts. Now they have the fifth most, but that's declined somewhat. Uh, somewhat for a while now. Uh, the area where they do not excel is getting on base consistently um, via the walk. Well, I take that back. They actually excel consistently getting a walk because they're sixth right now in Major League Baseball and taking walks, which is the reason their on base percentage is a little bit better. It's 316 overall. So a team 237 batting average. They're uh, 80 points better when it comes to on-base percentage, just about, when it comes to 316 on-base percentage, slugging percentage of 415, and a 731 OPS puts them in the top 10. It's not ter- I mean, you wouldn't guess that they'd be in the top 10 in OPS, Ben, when you look at this team and the way they hit and the way they leave runners in scoring position and such. And obviously our last caller says, look at their team batting average, which is terrible. It's 22nd in the league. So you'd think naturally they wouldn't be that good of a team, but the OPS speaks for itself. Yeah, you know, I would like to see what the splits are when you look at their OPS against Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Chicago, and then against the rest of the MLB. That's what you were talking about earlier. It's like, you have to play them. So if you're going to beat up on them, then so be it. But yeah, I mean, all those like 13-run outbursts where everyone gets a hit, I'm sure helps a lot. But I'm with you. It's weird. I definitely wouldn't think it's the best under Stearns, but... right. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. By the way, their, uh, their batting average at home versus on the road. Somebody just asked me that uh, in, in an email. This was Mark. who said, What do they hit at Miller? Or at, uh, he, well, he's got Miller Park over uh, on the road. They hit 235 at home. 235 at home. Now, their away games batting average. Um, they hit 
You would figure it would be better, but it's not. Uh, they hit uh, 238 on the road, which is not huge, but you'd figure they'd have better numbers uh, at uh, at home than they would on the road. Now, their home runs on the uh, on the road, uh, they've hit 64 homers on the road, where at home they have hit 50. Isn't that weird? 50 home runs at home. More home runs on the road. Interesting. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show yet to get to. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Don't forget that uh, they have uh, they have some uh, really good stuff uh, going on right now. It's rare to find a deal like this out there on such a premium brand. Right now, you can have Pella Windows installed in your home, pay 0% interest for four years. And if you prefer to skip the financing, you can get 250 bucks off per window, per window. And if you're upgrading right now to Pella's innovative easy slide windows, you can take Four hundred bucks off per window. Four hundred bucks off per window. How about that? You don't have to miss out. Listen, zero percent financing four years on Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and for it for your free consultation, in-home consultation if you choose, go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. But they have many different styles. They have two different vinyl brands, Impervia. Uh, they also have three different wood windows. From traditional to contemporary, they have the slider window. They have the roll screen, the new screen that allows in even more light. So many different things right now, and no interest for 48 months going on right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And if you don't want to do the uh, financing thing, that's fine. 250 bucks off per window, unless, of course, it's that easy slider window. Then it's 400 bucks off per window. Way to take advantage of a deal like this right now. Add value to your home. Get it ready for the winter months, which are far away in my mind. Very far away. But uh, hopefully they don't get here anytime soon. But it's just something to think about. It makes your home more economical as well. They can uh, change the exterior, the interior, the hardware. You name it, they can get it done for you and make it just look picture perfect and beautiful. From our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI, and see for yourself. There you go. Um, Our buddy Steve says, Happy Tuesday, Bill. Regarding your boat story from this morning, all I can say is I can relate. We built our house 20 years ago. I had purchased a used Craftsman tractor for lawn mowing. After a couple of years, the brakes on it didn't work so well. There were a couple of gears that were broken. In the steering column, I was cutting the grass and going down the hill in the front yard in front of the house. We had a rounded garden spot where the post lamp is located. I normally had to steer around it and go down and then back up the culvert. As I tried to navigate around the garden area, I was headed straight for the asphalt culvert, and I couldn't steer it anyway. As I kept heading down the hill, I couldn't stop. 
So I made the quick decision to either ride out, uh, ride it out, or bail. For whatever reason, I had the wherewithal to uh, turn the deck and jump off. As I was sitting on the ground, I watched the tractor hit the asphalt culvert, roll over, like you said you were hoping for uh, that nobody was watching. I looked to the south. I saw my neighbor doubled over in laughter. As he finished laughing, he then started applauding. Uh, the good news is I didn't pee myself. So, well, I've, I've won up to you then, Steve. The very next day, I went to buy a new tractor. Steve, there you go. A terrible tractor story. I got my buddy Kevin up in Mosinee. I couldn't help it. I'm telling you, man, it happens. Uh, my embarrassing story, 2004, UW playing at the Bradley Center. The NCAA tournament was a meeting a friend who lives there in Milwaukee. Uh, Major Goldsby before the game. I uh, bought a cell phone earlier in the week, uh, thinking it would be easier to find each other. I couldn't get into Major, Major Goolsby's because they were at capacity, so I waited on the sidewalk. I heard a phone continuing to ring and ring and ring. I hollered out with a few expl- expletives. Would you answer it already? I reached into my pocket to discover it was actually my cell phone that was ringing. I took it back the next day. Didn't get another cell phone until 2011. Have a good one. That's our buddy Kevin. Kevin was denying technology. <laughs> denying technology. There you go. It can happen. It can happen. Um, We got a source battle. Got a source battle. Ben, what is going on? People getting crazy right now with the Big 12? They're saying that uh, the report over this weekend uh, for Utah, Colorado, uh, Arizona, and Arizona State, uh, it's all false? Yeah, you have Pac-12 reporters or those that are more ingrained in that conference saying that that Dennis Dodd report we had talked about was blatantly false, the words that they used. Uh, And I guess I can kind of see that because the Pac-12 announced today that they're going into media rights negotiations. Mm -hmm. I would doubt they have any strength to do that if all of their teams are leaving them. But, yeah, there's, there's a whole source battle going on on the ether right now. Something, though, is going on. Oh, well, there's a lot going on, and it's very I mean, hard to wrap my head. Something else is going on. It, it says, you know, Pro Football Focus is saying that the Big 12 is in deep discussions to add six teams to their conference, uh, and they're quoting Dennis Dodd as well, but others are saying that this is also uh, true, um, that uh, thanks to uh, Pete Themmel's new article on ESPN, the possibility of argu- arguably the stupidest conference ever to exist has entered into the realm of possibility as the ACC and Pac-12 begin to talk about merging. Assuming the Big 12 takes four and Big 10 declines to invite uh, UW and Oregon, that they could end up merging the ACC and the Pac-12. Basically, the two coasts begin to merge with one another. So, it just, it's all of this speculation flying around. This is the reason I was saying before when I was talking to you and I was talking to Zach, you got to wonder how long it's going to take Notre Dame to actually jump. Because that's the linchpin to all of this. When when UW jumps, everything else is going to go into motion, right? Isn't that what you think? Yeah. I mean, stupid golf brain working right here. It kind of feels a little bit like the live. Take away the moral standards of the Big Ten versus, you know. Oh, by the way. Saudi. I've got live news when we come back. Uh-oh. I've got some live news, some comments, strong comments aimed at some of the live players when we come back after the top of the hour. But doesn't the open courting due to gross amounts of money kind of feel similar? And then once one star goes, 
the rest of it's all set in motion. Yeah. Kind of feels yep. similar. Yep, it certainly does. It certainly does. Three are down, one yet to go. Three are down, one yet to go. Stay tuned. Got some live uh, live ire going on. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 